But Y is supported by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings may vary. This is But Why, a podcast for curious kids from Vermont Public Radio. I'm Jane Lindholm, and that is not our theme music. That's music and sound from a special event I went to a few weeks ago to report this episode. That's the guy who does the arena announcements for one of the very top sports teams in the country. Maybe you could make out what he was saying and you've already guessed what team it is. The Washington Mystics, a basketball team that plays in a league called the WNBA. Only the very best basketball players in the whole country and sometimes the world play in this league. And today, those sports superstars are going to answer the questions you've sent us about basketball and what it's like to be a professional athlete. Have you ever been to a basketball game? The game I got to watch was between the Washington Mystics, who won the whole championship in 2019, and the Chicago Sky, who won the championship last year. Because we'd been invited by the Mystics, and I was in their home arena with their hometown crowd, I was rooting for Washington. But Chicago dominated the game. Not only were more of their shots going in, but they did a really good job on defense, shutting down the Mystics and winning the game decisively. And your final, the Sky 82, your Mystics 73. Watching a big professional game like that is exciting, both on and off the court. Sometimes it's even hard to concentrate on the game because all the fans around you are cheering. When there's a break between periods, there was a kid's dance troupe that came out and performed for the crowd. At one point, there were people hurling t-shirts up into the crowd. Music played almost constantly. There were flashing lights and videos up on a big screen. And there was plenty of food and drinks to eat during the game. It's a whole scene. But I was there for the basketball. So the next day, I went back to the arena where the Mystics play, but headed to a different court, the one where they practice. (laughs) That's right, even professionals have to practice. When I got there, assistant coach Eric Thibault and other members of the coaching staff were running drills with the team. They had already spent some time watching the video of the previous day's game to see where they made mistakes, where they played really well, and how they could do things differently to be better in the next game. Teams also watch videos of the other teams they're about to play so they can start to get a sense of how they can target their next opponents. After they were done practicing, some of the players were nice enough to come talk to me and answer the questions you sent us. So should we get to them? My name is Shatori Walker-Kimbrough. I play for the Washington Mystics. I'm a shooting guard. I like to bring aggression on defense. I like to score. I like to facilitate, um, meaning make players around me better um, and be a team player. Um, I like to bring energy as well, and I like to have fun. Shatori Walker-Kimbrough is going to help us out with a little overview of the game in case you've never played before. 
The game of basketball, there's two baskets, um, and there's a ball, um, and then there's two teams, five players on each team. And the object is to score as many baskets in the opponent's basket as you can. And try not to let the other team score in your basket. So you have to defend your basket, and you have to score in the other team's basket. Hi, I'm Sive. I'm 11 years old. I'm from Bray, Ireland, and my question is, who invented basketball? Thank you. How was basketball invented? Thanks for those questions, Sive and Gabriel. The person who gets credit for inventing basketball is a man named James Naismith. He was a gym teacher at a YMCA in Springfield, Massachusetts in 1891. That's more than 130 years ago. Historians say he made up the game and wrote the original rule book. The Basketball Hall of Fame is now located in Springfield, where the game was invented. My name is Kieran, and I'm five years old, and I live in North Bethesda, Maryland. And my question is, why is there a hoop instead of a basket? Back when Naismith invented the game, apparently he asked a janitor to get him two boxes that he could hoist up high to use as the targets players would aim for when they wanted to score a point. But instead of boxes, he was given two baskets. And voila, basketball. In the early days, people had to climb up on a ladder to get the balls out of the baskets after someone scored. Or use a pole or some other tool to get the ball out. But then they wisely started cutting the bottoms off to let the balls fall through. These days, the baskets are made of a metal rim or hoop with a woven cloth net, still open at the bottom, attached to it. So that's why basketball is sometimes referred to as hoops. Now, if you've ever played basketball, you already know another key part of the game. If you have the basketball in your possession, you can't just run down the court holding the ball. You can pass it, of course, but if you want to walk or run with the ball, you have to bounce it up and down as you go. That's called dribbling. And once you stop dribbling, you can't move your feet anymore, so you have to either shoot or pass the ball. So it's really important in basketball to know how to dribble well. It's also pretty hard, especially when you're just getting started. Right now I'm just dribbling a basketball. Um, my hand stays on top of the ball, um, and I kind of just push it down and it comes back up. Yes, bouncing it and keeping your hand on top of the ball. And yeah, that's how you dribble a basketball. <laughs> when you start to do it and you're running, that's a lot harder. And when somebody's chasing you or in front of you and trying to get the ball away, how do you protect the ball? Um, I kind of keep my body in between the ball and the person to protect it using my body, but also keeping my head up so that I can see my defender and I can see my other teammates that are open. Hello, my name is Graham. I am from Salt Lake City. I am six years old. My question is, why do basketballs bounce? Basketballs bounce because when you push them toward the ground and then they hit the ground, the ground actually puts an equal force back into the ball, and that energy has to go somewhere. If the ball was made out of silly putty or jello, it would just ooze out and jiggle on the floor to spread that energy out. But because the ball is made of an elastic material, it springs back into place and bounces up from the ground. Hi, my name is Katie. I am nine years old and I live in Calicoon, New York. And my question is, why do balls spin when you bounce them? Balls don't always spin when you bounce them. Some are designed for spinning, like a football. But making the ball spin or not spin depends on what you're doing with your hand, or a racket or a bat or whatever it is you're using to move the ball. Sometimes you want a lot of spin, and sometimes you don't. 
So if the ball is spinning in a way you don't want it to, Katie, you have to keep practicing and get a good coach to help you see how to change what you're doing with your hands. My name is Lala and I'm six years old and I live in Vancouver, B.C. And my question is, how many basketballs does the team have? (laughs) We have a lot of basketballs. That's Allison McCauley. She's not a player or a coach. She helps run the business side of things for the Washington Mystics. There's probably about 50 basketballs that are available to the players who are practicing. And we have WNBA basketballs, but we also have NBA basketballs, and we have weighted basketballs, which are extra heavy, but help you as you're trying to practice more. Um, There's probably a basketball in every office, uh, so we sign basketballs and we save them as mementos. So in addition to the ones we're playing, there's kind of everywhere. Um, So I would hazard to guess that we probably have like 100 to 200 basketballs just right right here in this facility. Hi, my name is Molly and I'm four years old and I live in Detroit and my question is how do basketballs get their color? Most basketballs are orange and the NBA basketball is kind of all orange and the WNBA basketball is orange and white. What's going on with all the colors? Um, It's actually a really interesting story. So when the WNBA was first started, it was an outgrowth from the NBA, which is the men's league. And it was really important at the time that we made sure that women were seen as athletes. And so their uniforms needed to be the same as the men's and the court needed to be the same as the men's and the basket. But what we did want to do was kind of create some differentiation between the game. And the commissioner of the NBA at the time, David Stern, said maybe we could do something with the basketball. And so they had the idea to turn the basketball two colors. So it's orange and oatmeal. We call the white color oatmeal. And it's really distinctive. So when you see that orange and oatmeal ball, you know that you're watching a WNBA game. But all of the basketballs, no matter what size they are or what their colors are, have these black lines on them. And I can't quite totally describe it, but the lines kind of go around the basketball. And I, we do have a, a couple of questions from kids who want to know, why do basketballs have lines? Hi, my name is Wyatt, and I'm five years old, and I'm from Essex, Dunks, Vermont, and I'm wondering why basketballs have those little black lines. Hi, my name is Erin. I live in Huntsville, Alabama. Why do basketballs have lines on them? I don't know why that started off, but um, today we think about the basketball in segments, and there are actually eight different segments that are differentiated by those lines. And the, the shape of the ball and the material of the ball in those segments are all designed to help players get a better grip on the ball and to control the ball as they're passing or as they're shooting. And so um, people smarter than me who, who work on creating sports equipment realize that creating that segmentation on the ball created a better opportunity for players to control the ball. Hi, my name is Brooke. I am 10 years old. I live in Tennessee. And my question is, if you want to play basketball, do you have to be a certain height? My name is Gus. I'm five years old. I live in Medford, Massachusetts. And do I say my question? Yeah. And my question is, do basketball players have to be tall? You do not have to be tall. You do not have to be tall. You can be tall, you can be short, you can be skinny, you can be a little thicker, and that's that's the beauty of it. There's so many different ways to play the game of basketball. 
Um, so anybody can play. You don't have to be tall to play basketball, but I am pretty tall. I'm 6'3". That was Shatori Walker-Kimbrough, followed by another player, Elizabeth Williams. And here's assistant coach Eric Tebow. There's enough examples of people uh, that are not big that can make it in basketball. And, um, you know, we on our team have a five foot four Japanese point guard who doesn't speak English. And because she loves the game and has worked really hard, um, she can make it just like somebody who's a foot taller. That five foot four player, her name is Rui Machida. And I bet you can guess what she's going to say about whether or not you have to be tall. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> Rui just moved to the United States from Japan to play for the Mystics, and she doesn't speak a lot of English yet. Rui has a person called a translator to help her out. He speaks Japanese and English, and he's also been a basketball coach. His name is Miki Takeda, and he makes sure Rui understands what her coaches and teammates and reporters like me are saying, and that they understand what she wants to say to them. Here's how Rui, with help from Miki, answered the question about why you don't need to be tall. She said, um, no. And then, obviously, um, even if you're short, you can play really well in WNBA and you can play better in basketball. So uh, don't give up your dream and just keep up your uh, what you do in basketball. But, you know, you can't just call up a team like the Washington Mystics and say, hey, I'd like to play for you, save me a spot, and get put on the team. I'm Emma, and I live in North Carolina. Do basketball players um, just sign up, or do they um, earn their job, and why? (laughs) <laughs> no, you definitely have to earn your job. Um, whether you played in college or overseas, there are coaches that, that look for you. And then you also have like a training camp or a tryout sort of where coaches can decide if you make the team. My name is Elizabeth Williams. I play center for the Washington Mystics of the WNBA. The players on the Mystics and the other WNBA teams in the league are some of the very best basketball players in the whole world. And it's a big deal to get picked to play for one of these teams. Coming up, we'll find out what it's like to be a professional athlete. But first, a message for the adults who are listening. Support for our program comes from Oak Meadow, providing secular, student-centered homeschooling curriculum and a teacher-supported distance learning school for K-12. Oak Meadow has encouraged kids to follow their curiosity and uncover the answers to But Why for 45 years. To learn more, visit oakmeadow.com. This is But Why, a podcast for curious kids. I'm Jane Lindholm. And today we're talking basketball with some of the best players in the world. They're all members of the Washington Mystics, a WNBA team in Washington, D.C., WNBA stands for the Women's National Basketball Association. All the players in this league are women. And a lot of you had questions about why the women play in a different league. Hi, my name is Max. I am eight years old, and I live in Brookline, Massachusetts. And my question is, why is there an all-men's team or an all-women's team in professional sports. Hi, my name is Anissa, and I'm nine years old, and I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I want to know 
why um, women's basketball, why it's called WNBA, and why isn't men's basketball called MNBA? It should be called the men's NBA, but um, I think just because the NBA came first, that's the only reason it's like that. I think if they came at the same time, we would have the men's NBA and the women's NBA. That's Elizabeth Williams. She's been playing basketball since she was nine years old. I asked Elizabeth to help us understand a kind of deeper question about girls in sports that a lot of you are thinking about. My name is Sophie, and I'm nine years old. And I'm from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. And my question is, why do people think that sports are for boys and not girls? Thank you. Bye. I think people think sports are for boys and not for girls because most of the sports they see on TV are with boys. Um, and so as we start seeing more and more girls and women on TV, people will understand that girls and women can play sports too. Natasha Cloud, point guard for the Washington Mystics. And I'm a big, goofy kid from Broomall, Pennsylvania. Uh, I think that people think sports are for boys and not for girls because uh, of how it's always been years and years ago only men were allowed to play or boys were allowed to play um, girls weren't expected to do that but we have a lot of really cool women have changed that perspective and that image and um, we have fought for where we are now and we have so much further to fight to progress us forward and move us forward but um, my hope is that young girls can look at us they can look at all these professional leagues around uh, not only our country but around the world and see themselves and understand that uh, we are fighting for them. We are fighting for them to be the, that this can be their future um, and that they can, you know, be the best versions of themselves as, as athletes. Some of you are already basketball players striving for that kind of respect. 11-year-old Nava lives in Chicago. She sent us a bunch of questions by email, including this one. Do you ever get hated on because you're a girl playing basketball? Natasha Cloud says she does. All the time. All the time. Um, so for me, it's just, you know, continuing to break that mold and uh, continuing to do what I do and continue to uh, voice uh, respect in, in women's sports, um, not only for us in, in basketball, but across the board. So. Um, there's always going to be haters, regardless of if it's in basketball, if it's in life, if it's in friendships, whatever. There's always going to be some hate. Um, you can't make everyone happy, but just remaining confident in who, who you are, um, valuing yourself, understanding your worth. Elizabeth Williams says she faces some negativity, too. Yes, I do get hated on for being a girl playing basketball. I try not to think about it too much because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm still an athlete, I still have fun, and it's a game for everybody. Nava is also wondering if the Mystics players have any advice for overcoming challenges and continuing to play even when you're tired. Here's Elizabeth Williams. My motivation is almost always my teammates. I want to push myself for them. Um, I want our team to be successful and I can push through anything I'm going through for them. Hi, my name is August. I'm 10 years old and I live in New Orleans, Louisiana. My question is, how much can an injury affect your career as a professional uh, sports player? Here's Shatori Walker-Kimbrough on that. It can affect it a lot. Um, 
or it cannot affect it at all. You know, sometimes it depends on the injury. But I know, um, for me, knock on wood, I never had any. I never had any serious injuries. But I know it's it's really big on the mindset. Two people may have the same injury, but one may come back and be better, and the other person may not be able to play basketball ever again. Um, so it depends on the injury and it depends on the person as well. My name is Zoe. I come from Menlo Park, California, and I'm six years old. My question is, are you nervous before a basketball game? Elizabeth Williams took a crack at that one. I am usually nervous before every game, but it's not necessarily a bad thing because uh, it means that you care. So many of you just wanted to know what it's like to be a professional athlete. And I don't blame you. I want to know, too. Hi, my name is Avery, and I live in New York, and I'm seven years old. And my question is, how does it feel to travel all those different places? Is it fun? Yes, I played all over the world, um, and I love it. I love learning about new cultures. Playing with teammates who also come from different cultures is really a cool thing about basketball. It brings people together from all over. That was Elizabeth Williams, and here's Shatori Walker-Kimbrough. Oh, it's a blessing. Um, I love it. Um, just learning different styles of basketball because there's so many different ways to play. Like how we play in America isn't how people play in Europe or how people play in Australia. And so for me, I like to go and I like to travel and learn different ways to play like in Europe or in Australia and then bring it back and, and add it to my game here in America. And like people, some people are like, oh, where'd you get that from? Or where'd you learn that from? And that's how, you know, basketball keeps growing when you can add things to it. My name is Micah. I live in Seattle, Washington. I'm nine years old. My question is, what is it like to play professional sports in a big, busy city? My name is Holiday. I'm eight years old. I live in Washington State. And my question is, what is it like to be competing in a professional league? Natasha Cloud says it's been amazing. Uh, basketball has been uh, a true blessing to my life. Um, I've been able to receive a college degree from it. I've been able to travel around the world, create really strong friendships and bonds. Um, and to be able to provide for my family at the end of the day through this game of basketball is a blessing in itself. So, um, But to play in D.C., I've been in D.C. my entire career. I was drafted here. I've won a championship here. I've been here eight years. Um, and to be in the most powerful city in the entire world um, and be able to play and put on Washington across my chest, um, uh, it means the world to me, um, understanding the impact that we can have. Uh, we're much more than basketball players, and understanding the platform that we have, the platform that we have to create change, create hard dialogues that need to be had in this city of D.C., um, and then our fans. Our fans are amazing. Um, from the time that I came in in 2015 till now, in 2015, I would walk around the street, no one would know who I was. Now, in, in 2022, everyone is, that's Cloud9, that's the Mystics, go Mystics. Um, and I think that's a beautiful thing of, of not only being appreciated and respected for what you do for the city, but also that progressing women in sports forward and being respected for what we bring to the table. Hello, my name's Lucy, and I'm eight years old from Portland, Oregon, and my question is, how is basketball fun? Thank you. Bye. We asked Shatori Walker-Kimbrough Lucy's question. For me, um, basketball is, is super fun when, um, well, for me, I love it here in, in Washington, D.C., because I love my teammates. They're like my sisters, so I'm having so much fun. It's like having my best friends out there, um, and we're laughing and we're having fun because we all love it. We all love the game. Um, we all love getting better, and we all love beating people, too. So that's always fun as well. <laughs>
And here's assistant coach Eric Thibault. Why is basketball fun? Well, you get to be on a team. That's the best part. Um, if you're having a bad day, there's other people that can help you have a good day. Um, and some days you need to help them out when they're struggling a little bit. And um, you get to be competitive and get exercise. We play in a, a great arena here with a big crowd on top of the court, but um, you can play basketball anywhere. You can pick up a ball and you don't even need a hoop. You can work on your dribbling. Um, or if you have a friend, you can play one-on-one -on -one or work on your passing. So you can play basketball anywhere. One of the other things that I love about basketball is, first of all, there are a lot of different people who have the chance to score. And in some sports, not everybody gets to score. Mm. And then not everybody scores a lot in basketball, but a lot of the players on the court at the, at the same time have a chance to score. And there's nothing that feels better than that swish when the ball goes in. That's true. That is the best feeling. It's the best sound in the world is the basketball swishing through the net. But not only can everybody score, but anybody can make an assist. And I used to say an assist is great because it makes two people happy, the scorer and the passer. And three, counting the coach. <laughs> well, I'm convinced. Basketball is super fun to play, and you really can play it anywhere you can find a net or make one. And you know what? You don't have to be the star player to be involved in professional sports. There are many different ways you can be part of the bigger team that makes pro sports happen. For example, Allison McCauley, who works on the business side of things, she's super important to making sure the Mystics are successful. Yeah, there's probably more jobs in sports that are not the players themselves. Um, and so we think about it in two parts of our business. So one is the basketball side. And on the basketball side, in addition to the players, we have coaches, we have athletic trainers, we have doctors, physical therapists. Um, we have people who work the games themselves. They're sitting at that really long table on the court called the scores table. And they're doing everything from, you know, keeping the score for the game and running statistics and running the lights and all those kinds of things. Behind the scenes, there's a whole bunch of people who specialize in math and the analytics of basketball, and they're using that to help our players get better. Uh, so they're sort of crunching all the numbers and so we have people who are really into the math side and the data science side and technology. There's a lot of cameras if you're around our practice facility we have cameras everywhere we're filming how our players perform both in practice and on the court and we're analyzing those kinds of things. On my side of the business, on the business side, we have a whole host of people who are working on it so we have people who sell tickets and are responsible for bringing fans to the game we have people who do all of the marketing. So anytime you see a poster or a logo, um, that's all coming out of our marketing team. We have a whole group of people who are responsible for content, and they're producing that content for social media and for websites and for broadcast television. Um, we have folks who run this facility itself, so everything that it takes to run a big building. So that whole team is called our facilities team. So um, our what we call our front office, which is all the people who are not basketball players, that group is, is quite large. And those are just some of the jobs connected to the Mystics. Maybe one day you'll have a job in some aspect of professional sports. There are a ton of ways you can be involved in sports, even if playing isn't really your thing. But let's leave it there for now so we can go out and play. We want to thank Allison McCauley, who you heard from last there, and her son, Kieran. Kieran is a big fan of But Why, and that's what gave Allison the idea to see if we'd be interested in having the Mystics answer your questions. So thanks, Kieran and Allison. And thank you to the Washington Mystics players and staff for letting us come to a game and then pepper them with all of our questions. Those of you listening now, what's your question? If you have a question about anything, 
or a suggestion for where we should travel next, send it to us. You can have an adult help you record your question using a smartphone. Tell us your first name, where you live, and how old you are, and then send the file to questions at butwhykids.org. Our show is produced by Vermont Public Radio and distributed by PRX. It's made by Melody Baudet and me, Jane Lindholm. And we had help this week from Marlon Hyde. Our theme music is by Luke Reynolds, and we'll be back in two weeks with an all-new episode. Until then, stay curious.